What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl Lacey Mosley, aka Scam Goddess, back with another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Y'all already know, parasocial girlies. We met in real life the other day. Wasn't that cute when we was in IRLs together? I love y'all, and on the internet, I love y'all so much. Give me a hug. Oh, how's your day? Oh, that's crazy. That works for anything, you know, good or bad. Yeah. So today, you know, I'm what? Yes. Very excited for today's guest. Today, we have an amazing comedian, an amazing comedian with one of the most fantastic voices I've ever heard. Writer and actor on the show. She is currently a cast member of Saturday Night Live. Come on, I'm getting them Lauren Infinity Stones, baby. She just kicked off her comedy tour entitled Childish and Petty. Oh, that speaks to my soul. Coming to a city near you. Go get your asses in them seats. Y'all can be her IRL parasocial girl. Also, check out her new podcast from Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Network and SiriusXM called Love Thang with Punky Johnson. Love Thang with Punky Johnson. She's all... <laughs> Damn, Punky got... Punky booked. Okay, I'm still reading credits. She, she along with her best friend, Dicey, give you their highly unqualified advice on matters of the heart. Congregation. Please welcome Punky Johnson. Punky booked and busy Johnson. Yo, yo, yeah, book the busy. <laughs> book the busy, regretting everything I prayed to the Lord for. I'm like, Lord, I know I prayed for it, but throw me a pillow out the blue somewhere. I need to lay my head. <laughs> Sis, you gagging me. Okay, Punky, so we first asked on this podcast, what is your relationship with scams? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Have you ever been scammed? Have you run any scams that are outside of the statute of limitations you could talk about? And, you know, uh, the FBI and I ain't going come at your door like anything it could be literally anything now i scams if you get away with them i think i bet you just you're you're good at what you do as far as me being scammed i almost got scammed but i've never been scammed i've been out hustled i've been hustled before what a rebrand out hustled not out hustled as in work wide but like i didn't mean to say out hustled i meant like i've been hustled on the streets but I've never been scammed. Like, That's uh, you a know, scam, punk. Nah, you're nah, to rebrand. nah. You try to rebrand. Yeah, <laughs> big I've never been big scammed. Fact. I've been boondockled. I've been hung- <laughs> Look, you you ever be on the street and you know in the hood they got the little hood yeah. they got the little hood dudes out there with the cart with the three cards. Yeah. All right, look at the ace. Look at the ace. Mm-hmm. Come on, we gonna do the first hand for free. All right, find the ace, find the ace, and then you find the ace and you're like, oh hell yeah, I could do this. I put three hundred on it. <laughs> three hundred. You better that, dump. That'd be the buy-in. The buy-in be 300. From free to three? From free to three? Yeah. Well, I guess I did get scammed. So you <laughs> so he do, I'm like, man, this, this shit gonna be easy. He did the same thing with the ace. Lost 300. I don't know where the ace went. What did you do when you lost the 300? Did you just, were you just like, ah, man, they yeah, got me and you walked on or like, did you try to play again? Like, what was the conversation after you lost? Um, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. <laughs> I'm Better not, we ain't, about to, we ain't doing that. I, George W. I, I got, Bush. Look, man, that dude, I was only like 19. That was my book money for college. You gave him your book money. I now, gave my book money. in college. So honestly, man, either way, you was going to get your pockets ran. Either way. He, uh, yeah, he, that's what I said. I, I don't, Look, I'm a visual learner. I can't read anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> Put it all on the board You know for reading me. is visual learning, right? Because you're reading it. No, no, no. I need to, I need to, I need to. I need to be, I need for the teacher to build those words and put them on a the board. <laughs> I love that. Listen, I had professors who wrote their own books in college and then made us buy their books as required learning. Like that's a hustle. And you couldn't, he would like update like 
a few little things every year too because it was like a pamphlet it was like kind of thin it's this class called mce which is about like microeconomics and stuff and he would update just like a few little chapters each year so you couldn't even get the old joint because he was gonna make sure there was something in the test that was just from the little new word he added to the new joint that's a scam it was a scam. And he, we, up in there, uh, he up there updating conjunctions. It's right. <laughs> just the and and the but. He changed the and to the but and the buts to the ands. And that's the opposite. <laughs> he changed all these little bitty pronouns and shit. Nah, it was like, it scam. used to be a comma. Now it's a semicolon. <laughs> Y'all better get this new book. <laughs> Y'all gonna fail. Like, he got us good. But I will say with the three-card Monty situation, that's such a... It's one of my favorite scams because it's interpersonal. It's a game. It's like a casino on the street. But what I did learn is when I did play it once, like, if you know you got scammed and you start saying something or being like, y'all know y'all ripping people off or whatever, I did that. And I wasn't, like, blowing... I wasn't trying to blow their spot up, but I was like... I knew it was a scam walking in, but I wanted to play. Like, I'm curious. <laughs> and I was like, y'all niggas know what y'all doing over here. And it, it got a little intimidating. They were like, bitch, if you don't get out of here, we're going we gonna to be fucked. <laughs> I was like, I got to go. I'm sorry. Because they hire, like, part of the scam is that there's always one person at the booth, one or two people who will mm-hmm. be playing before you, and they'll win. And so they'll have that person win, but they're in on the shit. Yeah. So they're not yeah. actually winning. They're winning from the money they take from everybody who comes up to play. Right. So right. it is, it's one of my favorite, like, it, it's an entrepreneurial scam. You're out there on the streets. You're interacting. It's performance art. Yes. I'm into it. I'm yes. into it. That's why I say I got hustled because I knew it was a scam. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, oh, oh, I, I want, you know, when they give you one free one, because that's what we call give a little to get a lot. So yeah. they'll give you one free one or they'll give you some money to prove that they got money and then they'll get their big one on yes. the way on the back end. So they give a little, give a lot. You know, I, oh, I love it, Funky. I love it. They ain't going to give me no more. Listen. I think we're similar in this way because like I'll know some shit is a grift and I'll still be like what y'all doing over there <laughs> I just want to know I'm curious I need little, 300 to know <laughs> two little curious cats out here doing shit we already it ain't no different but just because it's different environment we think it's different I'll be curious right. all the time all the time now listen I'm not titanic curious but I am very curious. I will do no. some things to see some no. things. Nah, three feet into the ocean. I'm like, let me nah. out. Get me out let of me here. out. The one foot. I snorkeled <laughs> on the surface where I can put my feet on the ground and they gonna touch the ground again. The ocean is too powerful. <laughs> the waves, the currents. You telling me the moon driving this uh-uh. bitch? No. Hell no. Mm-mm. Hell no. There's something that's being driven by the moon. I'm not even getting into self-driving Tesla. I'm definitely nah. not getting in some bitch that's like ocean's currents, the moon. Mm-mm. No, nah. I'm good. <laughs> nah. Speaking of that snorkeling, I went to Jamaica with my girl. She was like, you got to get in. You got to go snorkeling. I'm like, okay, bet. I held on to the net of the boat for the whole time. Now, that was smart. Can I tell you? Okay. So, the best time I went snorkeling was in Maui. I saw the turtle from the White Lotus. Oh. <laughs> she don't take autographs. But Tramp. I saw her. I was seeing all the little tropical fish and Nemo in them. It was very cute. But the first time I went snorkeling was on a boat, like what you're saying. And you did the right thing holding on because on the boat that I was on, I don't know how your boat was, but the boat that I was on, I was in Mexico um, and they were feeding the shots like it was water. Then they talk about some put on some snorkeling gear and get in the ocean and hold on to this rope and we go go out. And and I got out there (laughs) and my anxiety immediately when I was in the ocean was like, 
Hell no. I pulled that rope all the way back. I got right back on that boat. I was like, absolutely yeah. not. Y'all gonna get me drunk and then throw me in the ocean? Y'all crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I watched too many movies. Too many. They be, okay. they, they'll, they'll leave your ass. That's not real professional people <laughs> out there with you. Yeah, they know how to swim, but they don't know how to take count on who on this boat and who not. Mm-mm. It's your responsibility to get your ass back on that boat. And then I got my ass drunk and threw me in the ocean. Absolutely <laughs> not. Because, <laughs> no, I know I signed whatever waiver. And I speak Spanish, so I knew what I was signing my life away. But <laughs> absolutely not. Because you're right. They would have pulled off and I would have been, hopefully, a story in the news. But I've also told all my friends and family that if I went missing, like, not to tell them I'm black. <laughs> Because we know better. They don't be looking for us. No. Okay? A smile Mm-mm. that could light up a room. Brazilian yeah. hair. <laughs> yes. Yes. My name is Sarah. <laughs> right. And my name is already Lacey. So I can get <laughs> I can get close. Lace, Lace, yeah. Lacey's close to And I, my, my, my biological name that my mother gave me with, mm-hmm. with the government is Jessica. I could, I, I could get away oh, with that Oh, Jessica. One. We looking yeah, for Jessica. The, the last That's name messed it all up, though. Oh, last name. it's already a hashtag. All right. Last name, last name is bad. Williams. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a white Williamses. Because it's a, it's a Michelle Williams who's black and it's a Michelle Williams who's white. Okay? Oh, yes. Yes. The white one was in that, um, she was in Dawson's Creek. Do, 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 do. And she was <laughs> in, um, <laughs> she was. She didn't want to wait for her life to be over, but she was also playing Marilyn Monroe and shit. And then Michelle Williams, our black one, that's this child. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. So you good. You covered Jessica Williams. We looking for you. All right. Well, we I just gotta tell my I gotta tell my parents to pronounce it as Williams. Williams. They, yeah, Williams. Cause they'll be like Williams. <laughs> nah, not Williams. They not looking for Williams. But did you say Williams? <laughs> that's that country. Just, just a couple of biscuit Williams. Williams. <laughs> Wait, are you from Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Orleans, yeah. Yes, because I have a lot of family in Natchitoches, and your accent is, like, one of my favorite accents. Like, yeah. Oh, like, baby. I wish I, could, I wish I could, like, really do it. Like, but I love it's it. It's easy. You got it. It's so good on the ear. It just hit right. Like, What's up, baby? Oh! Oh, you gonna help me melt out this chair, child. Oh, uh, <laughs> Oh, no! Oh, I'm fat myself. <laughs> It's so hot to me. It's so sassy, beautiful. Okay, so let's let's get into the podcast. Actually, let's take a break for some non-scam advertisements. Scams! Cons! And we're back. And it's time for us to get into what's hot and fraud. This is where we warn our listeners about scams that are popping in the zeitgeist. And more often than not, we get a letter from you all. As always, snitch on your friends, your family, and your enemies at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. Make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. So, Puggy, I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender, so it could literally be anything. I got one for you. Um, Anton Carmichael. Anton? Anton. Anton, okay. <laughs> Antoine? <laughs> we could put the twan in there, yeah. Antoine Carmichael. <laughs> yes, Antoine Carmichael says... My college boyfriend listed his laptop for sale for $700 on our local Craigslist. And then in parentheses, it says Ohio. And I got a response from a self-described busy businesswoman in Washington, D.C. who wanted to buy the laptop for $2,000, naturally, in parentheses. So I'm going to pause here. Your boyfriend listed his laptop on Craigslist. Fine, fair, 
I've gotten things off Craigslist. You know, sometimes you got to risk your life for, you know, patio yes. furniture. Yes. Why not? <laughs> you know, a Vizio TV. Why not? My life? <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Why not? But also, self-described busy businesswoman. Being this woman, how busy are you if you on Craigslist looking for laptops? You're not that busy. You think she busy? Uh, nah, I think she horny. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't, I think that you can easily tell when people are lying if they offer you too many details. I have never gotten on Craigslist and been like, hey, I'm an actor in Los Angeles and my car has been towed 12 times and I really <laughs> need your Vizio TV and like, I'm not telling you extra shit. I'm just like, how much the TV costs? When can I pick it up? I need to plug it in, make sure it works, and then I'm going to leave. Like, I'm not... Yeah, it's quick, straight to the point. There's not no dating app. Let's get to right. it. Right. Let's get to it. I don't need to know you like tacos and see a picture of you holding a fish. Like, <laughs> come on now. That's not a dating app. I, I don't need to see a photo Craigslist. with you and four friends, and I'm trying to figure out which one you are. <laughs> right. That's weird. I didn't I honestly didn't even know Craigslist still existed. So that's a oh. scam itself. Craig still got his list, and the girls are still going to the dark alleys, you know, to get their patio furniture. And I love that for them. You know what I always loved about Craigslist, though? What? It's .org. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it is, right? No, you're kidding. It's not Craigslist. I'm telling you, bro. I'm no, you're, you're playing with me. I'm no, looking no. it up right now because it's how did they... I'm how did they... How? <laughs> bro... People be sleeping on Craig. It's dot org. It's dot org. Oh my God. Like you I didn't I look, I don't think he was lying, but I just couldn't believe it. Dot org organization? <laughs> Craig. Listen. Craig, you got people selling pussy on dot org. Craig out here doing it big. Craig, like I'm the originator. I've been out here on my shit. I've Y'all check out my OnlyFans Tires. Craig out here selling people. On that Craig. <laughs> Craig, I can't believe Craig still got his business. Craig, <laughs> Craig, Craig ain't gone nowhere. Put some respect Craig, on Craig's name. It's on Craig org. is so unserious. Dot <laughs> <laughs> org. <laughs> Craig, please be serious. We know what you're doing oh. over there. <laughs> if Let I could go know. to a place and buy a laptop or some pussy or some dick, <laughs> why is it dot org? <laughs> it's org. Org organization. I think that's what, what the org stands for, right? <laughs> it stands for orgy. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. But you right, just gagged man. me because I did not know that. Oh my God. I can't. Right. And Craigslist has spread. Now you got me doing research. Craigslist has <laughs> spread. I didn't even know. It's on all the continents now. Yeah, yeah. Craigslist are worldwide. You thought Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. No, it's Craig. Craig was the real Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide. I love to meet Craig. Craig, if you're out there, <laughs> tweet at the show. <laughs> we want to meet you. Let's go, Craig. So we got a booked and busy Washington, D.C. business woman who's saying that she wants to buy this laptop that was advertised for $700. She wants to mm -hmm. buy it for $2,000. Why are you trying to give me more money? That's not the American way. Yes. Yes. So That's I'm already like, hmm. The only catch, Antoine says is that she was buying it for her daughter studying abroad in Nigeria. So my boyfriend would have to pay $300 to ship it there. Now, 
too many details. Why can't she ship it? Why? So you already know she a book busy businesswoman in Washington D.C. who got a daughter mm-hmm. studying abroad in Nigeria, and now you got to mm-hmm. mail it. Too many details. This is okay. a lie. Like, come on. Well, I'm trying to figure out. I see. My thing is with this woman. First of all, is it's super super weird. But sometimes I could be the type of person that over talk. Maybe she's like an over speaker or overthinker, and. You know, maybe you know. I'm I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. It's like we all do that because of societal norms. Like something someone said to me the other day that really resonated with me, and I was like, I'm stealing that. Is that scamming is breaking the social contract that we all have that we're assuming you're not lying, we're assuming you're being honest, we're assuming like, okay, maybe you're over explainer. I'm an over explainer too, and I it's actually something I've been working on in therapy. Where like I will send an email. And I'll start writing a hell of shit and then I'll backspace it all and yeah. go to the point. And I'm like, Guilty. just the point. Because I'll be like, hey, I need y'all to send me these uh, documents because they didn't come through on the other thing. And I was looking for them and I tried to look them up and I couldn't find and da, 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 da. <laughs> And then I'll be like, backspace, 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 backspace. Hey, can y'all send me these documents? Thank you. Like, yeah, uh, but it is something you have to unlearn. It's like a safety thing because... Yeah. At least for me, I have a huge anxiety around people being upset with me. Like, I am a people pleaser. I will, and I feel like we're the most vulnerable to scams. And it's like, I just want everyone to be happy. Like, I just, like, you know, and that comes from like the self preservation space of usually you are the oldest child or you're the most responsible one and you taking care of everybody and you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Guilty. I'm guilty. And you start to, I think that's why a lot of us get into the entertainment industry, because you start to think that what you produce is who you are. It's what you exchange with people to have them like you or love you or care about you or or be there for you or whatever. So it starts to become transactional in your brain where it's like, I have to do things so that people will like me. And that's why we're so vulnerable to scams. And I'm learning because the other side of this shit is been fucking tastic where I'm establishing boundaries and like, even with family and shit and i'll be like no this is not my responsibility and then sometimes they get mad or whatever but on the other side they still love me they're still there for me and they respect my boundary right and i'm like oh shit i didn't i thought y'all was gonna leave (laughs) i I look i get you because i'm look i have been in therapy for six years so we are finally to the point of me being an enabler we talking about that yeah and me too i'm Stop explaining yourself to everybody. Yep. I do the backspace thing, backspace thing all the time. Like, they ain't got to know all of that. <laughs> right. They don't need all of that. Let's get to the point. Yeah. Like, I yeah. had to move a podcast the other day. And I was just like, yeah, can we move this? Because I got this confused with. And then I was like, you know what? Forget that. Yo, can we reschedule this? Mm. Send. Send. Uh, you know, so, yo, we on the same level with that. Which yeah. leads me to say, when, when your birthday I was just about to ask you when your birthday was. <laughs> is it? I don't know. I don't know. what is it April? So I am an Aries moon and it comes out a lot, but it's not April. I March. was born on the 4th of July, the 4th of July. I'm a really? I know. No one guesses it. 
because I'm a Libra rising, so I'm very like friendly, happy, go lucky. I'm a Leo Venus, so I'm psycho and I need attention. And also, <laughs> I'm an Aries Moon, so I'm a boss. And but I'm a Cancer, and like if you really know me, I'm like get in, bitch. Let's go crying. Like <laughs> I love to cry. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So but you have multiple house, alone. Secret. You have multiple multiple personalities. That's fine. It's great. <laughs> Wait, what are you... Okay, wait. Oh, okay. Now I got to feel you out. If you said Harry's, then I'm thinking... Are you a Sag? Oh, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> wait, shit. Okay, now I'm going to get... Are you a Leo? Le- no. Leos are too bossy. Are you a Virgo? No! Okay, I was... If you're like a this. Pisces, I'll kill you. I'm not a Pisces. Okay. I don't wear, no, they wear their feelings Damn, on Damn, now I'm like Beyonce's like, Capricorn Aquarius, Aries, Taurus, Gemini. Are you a Taurus? Yes, I'm super stubborn. Oh, yeah. Tauruses yes. are my people. They are my people. I be trying to tell people Tauruses is out here, man. We loyal to a T. We might be a little bit OCD, I think. Y'all, a little OCD, but you are the people at the party that make sure everyone has a good time. Like, and you are so nurturing and so caring and to a fault sometimes yeah but like that's why we get along is because i'm like please i'm I'm a little baby i'm a little cancer baby help me (laughs) i was i was reading about all the astrology stuff so first of all my girl is leo we do not belong together at all so we trying to i don't we do good but the astrologers say gay as hell though the astrologers say we should not be together yeah, because y'all gay as hell. And that's why y'all like, we're going we gonna to fight the stars because Man. we like to fight. Bull and Taurus, <laughs> it's constant. Just, but we figure it out. Went therapy, we work out. Y'all both like it though because it's spicy. <laughs> the crazy thing is, Kansas are so emotional and I'm not like that. So Kansas, I'll be, be like, yo, how long we going? Yeah. It depends though. Like I'm emotional, but not in the way that it's typically described. Like I keep shit to myself. I'm very a crap walled off. And like, that's why people don't think I'm a cancer is like I just literally like I move like, and I have the energy. I've like, my mother's a Leo. So she like kind of imposed her whole personality on me. And if you saw the live show, you saw my mom at the live show and you understand why I am the way that I am. Right. You get it now. Right. You saw Lori Bishop in action, oh, cracking God. jokes taking up space, oh being fucking a hilarious ass bitch. Like, I got it honest. Like, and she's also extra as fuck. I was saying at the live show, I will yes. say that um, at one point, she was asking questions and it was like the same question. It's like all cue carded out or whatever. And so she's like, oh no, I'm going to repeat it for everyone. And they all looked to me like, is that fine? And I was like, uh, do you not realize like, my mom once came to a live improv show at UCB and she was on vacation with my like, 12 aunties you know aunties and black people some of them related some of them not and so normally after a show you know like people who come to see you will like wait out front or like wait in the lobby and be like oh what's up or whatever so i come out front thinking like my aunties and my mama they're gonna be there we're outside oh, a stretched limo pulls up and the window rolls down this blacked out window rolls down <laughs> and it's my mother and okay. she's like you did so great in that show, baby. Let us, uh, when you uh, are done with whatever you're doing, come on back. We're going back to Tupac's old mansion. <laughs> and then speeds away. Wait, 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 wait. She was serious? She yeah. Come on, I'm naive. She was for real? Yes. So serious and so for real. Rolls the window down. You did great, baby. So proud of you. We're <laughs> headed back to Tupac's old mansion. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, come after you're done. Like She sound young. 
I mean, we're 21 years apart. Shami is 21, so she's still pretty young. So yeah. like, we're that's my homie. But also, she's so extra. And that after that moment, my improv team was with me, and they looked at me, and they were like, "Oh, we get it now." <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Leo's, Leo's out there. I mean, they out there. Listen, main character energy, love it's it. It's no turn off. It's no turning it off. But um, we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements, and we'll be back with the end of this letter. Robbery and fraud, and we are back. And now to wrap up this letter, because I know y'all are sick of me. <laughs> so to recap, boy ex boyfriend. He puts his laptop on Craigslist for $700. Then busy booked and busy DC businesswoman says, can you give me that laptop? I'll give you $2,000 because I need you to send it to my daughter in Nigeria. And it's going to cost you $300 to send it to Omo Nigeria. So that's where we are. So Antoine says, he, the boyfriend, he felt that he was already making so much money off the laptop that a $300 investment was nothing to a college student working at a gas station. Pause again. So she overpaying you for the laptop. You said 700. She could have said a thousand in her brain and paid $300 to ship it. So why is she giving you a thousand plus the 300 to sh- like, like, wh- like, why are you not realizing? Like, if it's too good to be true, it normally is. Like, right. we just have to accept that. That's just the truth of life. So, but Antoine is on to it. Antoine is like, mm, ain't sounding right to me. So, everyone in his life told him that this was an obvious scam, but he refused to believe it. So, of course, he shipped it off, and the business woman disappeared. I like to think the laptop got a new life helping others to run scams on greedy, naive idiots like my ex-boyfriend. It's got a bunch of unnecessary steps and it's too good to be true. It's a scam. Yes. Listen, Antoine, you you know the vibes. You know the vibes. Like, too good to be true. And I hate to say that because I know, like, sometimes some shit, as actors, you know you've gone to some shit that was like, this is... I could get murdered or I could get employed. And sometimes you're like, I got employed. I'm not it. So I, I want you guys to take chances and have fun, but do it like Punky did with the three card Monty where you know you walking into some bullshit and, and yes. you're just going to have a good time. It's like going to a casino in Vegas. There's yep. a reason why there's no clocks in any of those casinos. There's a reason why they pump in the most purified air, which actually keeps you awake longer. There's a reason why you get free drinks. There's a reason why they change over the dealers when you got a hot streak going. Like, it's all a scam, but you still go, right? Because you're like, the house odds, house always wins. Like, but you still go because it's a fun scam. Like, why not? I'm still upset that Antoine shipped the shit without the money. And that That, is... This this is where I'm getting it all lost. I mean, for me, I like that... What was the Antoine that shipped it? It was Antoine's boyfriend at the time. Oh, Antoine's boyfriend, yeah, yeah. But I do like Antoine a lot because Antoine left this man. And <laughs> if you with somebody who don't listen to reason and everybody's telling you the same thing, it's clear as day, that's not somebody you want to be with, okay? No. You don't listen no. to logic, reason? Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. You, the, it's, the, it's the awareness for me. So, yeah. I'm happy y'all broke up. I'm happy you said X, Antoine. X. Antoine, I love that for you. Move on because that, 
like it's nothing wrong with getting scammed i get scammed all the time even though i'm a scam goddess like sometimes i don't walk into it because i'm like i just want to know <laughs> like it's cool but i will say like if all those people were telling the ex like don't do this and then they did it like the logic was already there like without anyone telling you then you have other people intervening on your behalf telling you and you yes. ignore everybody you don't got discernment you don't got that yes. god-given discernment and so you can't be my partner in life mm -mm. just to cut at the ex a little slack okay he, he was a little i'm such a little soft heart he was a little naive <laughs> and probably felt bad for the the, the lady in Nigeria. she was in nigeria yeah but okay so that's <laughs> xenophobia because it's very nice rich ass places in nigeria like everyone wants to make africa as a continent seem like national geographic when in reality <laughs> it's the richest continent on the planet and that's why all the white people stole all the things from it <laughs> all the things they cut it up if you look at where the colonized like places were in africa they cut it up based on the resources like mm -hmm. it's a very rich country and I don't know where I'm from because I'm off the boat. I'm descendant of slaves. So they just dropped us off here. And I don't know. I know it's on the West Coast, somewhere they could dock it, you know, but I don't know <laughs> where. People say Cameroon a lot. Africans who are from Africa say Cameroon. So I'm like, I'm going to believe y'all. I'm Cameroonian. Like, that's my 23 and me, just African people telling me where they think I'm from based on my face shape. And I'm like, thank you so much. That's funny. <laughs> based on your face shape. <laughs> You you must be stopped, bro. You must be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> they be knowing. Think about it. We be knowing. You can tell, like, at least for me, I can tell where certain white people are from. I can tell if you're from Ukraine. I can tell if you're from e well, Eastern, if you're yeah. Eastern European. I can tell yeah. if you're from the UK. Like, I can tell. <laughs> so. You would have to speak for me. You would have to speak. I mean, I hate to say it. All white people kind of look the same to me a little bit. <laughs> That's how they feel about us. <laughs> but I don't see how we are so... Our features are so different. All of us. All of us. But theirs are too. They not looking at it the same way. I look at everybody real hard because I'm a scammer. So I'm like, I gotta <laughs> make sure I could pick you out in a lineup. Like, that's how I look at everybody's face when I meet them. Like, lineup. I'm like, mm, let me scan it. Mm -hmm. But you you about you about six foot? Okay. Uh, sanded blonde hair? Okay. <laughs> like I need to start doing that. I scam, I, I scam exits. I'm an exiter. What does that mean? That means when I go places, I need to know where all the exits at mm. before before I get comfortable. I am the same. We are the same person. Yeah. I am the same way because yeah. I once was at a movie and we're getting the tickets on that like automatic ticket thing. Mm -hmm. I was with my friend and we start looking at the seats because, you know, the, in mostly movie theaters now, it's like assigned seating. Like you just yeah. pick the seat. So we look at the seats and we're like, okay, well, we don't want to be too close to the edge in case somebody come in and start shooting. So we could be in the middle and then like like middle almost higher up so we get a good view. But then that way, if they start spraying on one side, we can go out the other side, but they ain't going to hit us first. And someone behind, I, I, I remember seeing <laughs> this person's face and they looked at me like, you fucking ghouls. And I was like, we live in America, bro. They shoot everywhere. We yeah. got to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, I don't play no games. No games. I be no having games. a whole game plan. I do the same thing. I got a whole game plan. I'm like, because I don't like my back sitting towards doors. Nope, we don't do that. I need to see everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And I be sitting up there like, all right, if somebody come in, 
what I could do is we gonna push this table this way. We gonna crawl out that way. Right. Like I like it's it's becoming. I'm getting a little crazy about it. I don't think that's crazy. It's just survivalist in what we live in. It's actually yeah. realism. Like I was at Nobu with my uh, mom and my uncle this past weekend. And I know where the kitchen is. And I know there's an exit outside of the kitchen. So I know I could run behind them sushi chefs. And yep. <laughs> get the fuck ASAP. Like, Out of there. We have to. It's just we have to. We hear all that. Yes. Hypervigilance. Come on <laughs> like, now. We are aware. So let's get into historic hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Punky with a famous con and we'll get her perspectives all over yeah. about all of it. So today, um, to tie in to Punky's podcast, which is called Love Thing, we're going <laughs> to talk about some love things. We're going to talk about some love things. So we're talking about Daniel Spence, who is a scam artist of charm and confidence, conning people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. But instead of targeting strangers, Daniel went after those who already trusted him the most. High school buddies, family, and men he met on Grindr. Mm-hmm. Oh. Look at this reach. photo. Oh. A trustworthy face. Right. Is that a wooden wall? You know, that was taboo after the 70s, but now it's back in vogue and it looks like he had a fancy place. Oh, and yeah. Got, what's his waist? 32 inches? He a little snatch. And look, he doing the best he can with that hairline because it is running away. It is. From Just him. a bit. But he, he look a little, he look nice. He looks presentable. His hairline is skirting a corner. It's Looks taking a, it's a sharp corner turn, but everything else is there. Yeah. So, nice little beard, you know? Right. He's doing what he can with what he got, and I love that. So who is Daniel Spence? Daniel Spence grew up in Beaumont, Texas. Okay. Beaumont, Texas. I am from Texas. I know Beaumont. I've been to Beaumont. Back, you know, it's like country, like barefoot country. That's my vibe. I love the South. I ran around barefoot a lot as a child, and... My nail people do not like it because it was like I was dancing in glass, you know, (laughs) (laughs) running on bricks because we was just barefoot. Like, it was amazing. Little country child. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So Beaumont, Texas, uh, with his mother, Mary Derby, and three sisters. His mother worked in advertising, and when he grew up, she recruited him to assist her with advertising business KLS Media. In 2010, Daniel skipped town after attending only five full months at Texas A&M. That's my mom's alma mater. Um, While he was there, he joined a Christian fraternity, leaving behind two months unpaid rent and giant optometrist bills. God, optometrist. Also, Kaylin, I see this note in here talking about the optometrist as an eye doctor. I know what an optometrist (laughs) is. But I appreciate the, I appreciate you being thorough. But also, like, I know what I I I go to them. I've been the <laughs> crafters. Stop <laughs> I it. To go to the eye doctor. I'm scared. I haven't been in so long because one eight hundred contracts just started letting me order them and not getting doctor's approval. So um, I need yeah. to go. <laughs> we just old. I got a little floaties. So I I have thirty days. I wear them for a month and then take them out. So. No, I can see stuff flying in the air, but it's not there. So oh, that's you talking about floating? Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, oh, that ain't nothing. That's just my eyes. <laughs> not you swatting it. <laughs> I swat it. I'd be thinking it's lit, but it's just, it's my eyes seeing stuff. Girl, look, I got a lot of appointments to get to. 
We do. <laughs> Millennials go to the doctor. Okay. <laughs> we're not good at that. I'm starting to think as a whole, we're not good at that. Like, we're like, ow, my insides hurt. And then we go to the ER. It's like, we should have probably got a checkup. Like, the honestly, the only reason I go to the doctor so often is because of set doctors. You know, when you're a serious yeah. regular the show, they make you go to a set doctor mm-hmm. just so they can assess, like, how sick you are so they can make sure it's not a liability if you get set on set. It's yes. not because they care about you. Never. But you go there. And, and I'm like, mm. And they're, like, checking my blood pressure and shit. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm, yes. But I yes. need to actually go on my own volition and not for they learn too much about me. They're like, oh, so you're an alcoholic. <laughs> Girl, you know you can't tell nobody how many drinks you have a day on a doctor's form. They'd be like, how many drinks do you have a week? And I'd be like, mm, uh, I'm a little baby. I have, um, I sometimes I smell ethanol. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't drink it, though. I, I'll lick a vodka shot, just the top, just the tip. <laughs> I'll be, be the only one honest. And, and then when you honest, they'd be like, all right, put her in a padded jacket. <laughs> Take her away. <laughs> Take her away. She's <laughs> got to go. So in 2010, Daniel skipped town after attending only five full months of Texas A&M. He goes to that Christian, like, fraternity, joins up, doesn't pay rent. Love that. Listen, if they funded by God, that's tax-free. So you good. <laughs> like, they okay. should pay for that. Okay. Right. So Daniel ended up in Fort Worth, where he met his future business partner, Tyler Wagner. Daniel suggested that they start an advertising business where he would sell the ads and Tyler would design them. He claimed to have plenty of capital as he was the nephew of Austin advertising mogul Roy Spence, who first coined the term, don't mess with Texas. Wow, that's a big one. That's a a big one. Don't mess. That's in my spirit. That's audacity right there. That's a big, that's a huge person to say right. you are in cahoots with. Because there's like a few ads that stay on my spirit. So one is um, Brian Longcar. He's from Texas, if you know, like he's an injury attorney. Um, oh, God. Dr. Booth, laser eye surgery, also from <laughs> Texas. <laughs> like. Don't mess with Texas up there in the in the top tens. Yeah. Uh, Danica Patrick with GoDaddy up there in my brain rent free. Like some ads just hit different. Yeah, yeah. And I have a marketing degree, so we had to learn how to do shit like this. And like they just hit different. So don't mess with Texas is huge. It's still huge. It's it's the biggest one that I know. You know, because Texas, we got our own. Inter- we have main character energy in the U.S. Like we were our own country for a little mm-hmm. bit. We have our own flag. We, when I was a kid, you know how you pledge allegiance to the United States flag? Yeah. Which is weird as fuck. Like, why are we saying a prayer to a, a piece of fabric? <laughs> but here we are. But we also, after we pledged to the flag, we would have to be like, honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to the Texas one and oh, indivisible. <laughs> oh, Texas was lit. We were like, gang, gang. We are our own gang. We'll leave this bitch at any time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Texas is the size of France. I can't believe he said that. It's its own country. Uh, Listen, our laws are shit and fuck Greg Abbott, but it's still lit in a lot of ways. But fuck that bitch. Like, ugh. Ugh, I hate him so much. But um, but we still lit. So. Yeah, the people are great. The laws are trash. Not the first. Yeah. And I mean, are the people all great? No. Um, Do they help make the laws trash? Absolutely. But... (laughs) But the vibes are great. You know, you're going to get great barbecue. You're going to get all the seasons. I root, I root for the cowboys sometimes. 
Listen, you know what's funny when it came out that Jerry Jones was like at the racism rallies? Yes. He was at, he was at the racism turnups. <laughs> we all knew he was going to be there. We was just like, we hope the photo don't come out. Like, we was just like, we know he, he was, old, he, a white person of a certain age, we know he was at some lynches. Like, it's just pretty yeah. much guaranteed. 100%. That's why I don't give up my seat to elderly white people on trains or any public transportation. I'm sorry. I'm like, I know you was at a lynching. I know you was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't be nice either. I ain't gonna lie. No, that's my reparations. If you're not gonna give me what I deserve mm -hmm. for yeah. my ancestors creating the wealth of this country, two-thirds yeah. of the world's cotton, y'all. That's was picked by slaves. That's how we became a superpower. Don't forget it. Okay? And then they want to say, oh, reparations, y'all weird. No. We deserve them. That's an education for me. Two-thirds? Two-thirds of the world's cotton. Man, I'm about to stop being out here reckless with white people. <laughs> I don't know. That just hit me a certain way. I don't know. I'm about to just be crazy and trash. When I learned it, I was like, oh, my God. Because like, that's why I don't want to teach history. Because they're like, we can't go back there, y'all. They're going to know. They're going to know. <laughs> <laughs> mm -mm. We have to act like it never happened, babes. <laughs> like, let's move on. So... We got the homie. So we have Daniel and then his homie who's going to do the advertising graphics and he's going to do the advertisement and they got Don't Mess With Texas, all that shit, right? So together they move into an expensive Fort Worth apartment where Daniel's mother later joined. Okay, getting the mom in the mix. I love my mama. Bring your mama to your house. So to begin the business, Daniel applied for a company credit card using Tyler's social security number with his knowledge. With his knowledge. I'm not giving my social to nobody. You see, I put my head down. <laughs> right the only person who has my social is my mom and that's because she was there when i had came out <laughs> that's it i almost changed my social <laughs> you I, because that? because the only person that i don't i don't know but i was thinking about it because the only people that got my social is my mother and my ex-wife as soon as we got divorced i'm like i think i might have to change my social oh lord not not that you change your social like you enter a new passcode on netflix <laughs> bro nobody need to know your social bro <laughs> keep that to yourself I know they, and you know what? It's a trick because they call it social. Like you should socialize with it. No, <laughs> it's a secret security. Thank you. Number. Thank you. It's a secret security number. Don't tell nobody. So what Tyler didn't know was that Daniel had secretly put him in $20,000 of debt and stolen one of his personal credit cards. Ooh. Wow. Wow. So when confronted, Daniel and his mother disappeared and Tyler never saw them in Fort Worth again. So Daniel and his mama, he was like, mama, come on. We leave him. What a nice touch to add the mama though, right? Right. Like you a nice person. I would do crime with my mom for sure. One hundred percent. She would that's be a, the that's, best accomplice. That's like the icing on a cake of a scam. It's like it's a family affair. It's like here, take my social. You got your mama in here. You have to be a nice guy. Right. You taking good care of your mama? Absolutely. And he always he only has sisters, so he's just raised around feminine energy. Like Man, an ally, look, a feminist. Big ups to Daniel, cause some scams. It's just ruthless, and some scams are just goddamn smart. Right. Sorry. So Daniel and Mary next popped up. That's his mama. Next popped up in Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Where they stayed with a friend in a single-bedroom apartment before disappearing six months later with the friend's $6,000 diamond ring. Mm. Damn. Okay, y'all have to rob the homie. Y'all staying in a one-bedroom apartment. I know it's cramped. You gonna rob the homie? <laughs> oh, I, I'm just, I'm just sitting on. I mean, as soon as you say six thousand dollar diamond ring, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out. I feel like that belong in a house. Am, am I tripping? <laughs> I don't know if my brain 
said thought it said six hundred thousand. I don't know Listen, what happened, we but damn, millennials. We can't. Houses are something I see in a Monopoly board game. I I don't know what a house is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so if, so if I six thousand dollars ain't gonna give me no house. That's like avocado toast. I think so, I heard a different number. Six thousand. But no, you're right. It's like, you're right. Priorities. Because why you... But also, I'm in an apartment and I got Chanel bags. So, priorities be what they are. My brain tw- my, my brain twisted that and, and, and did something stupid. Anyway, anyway, anyway. No, but you know, you're you right. Your you're accurate. It's just the, the economy is not agreeing with this. Uh, that's all. <laughs> you're right, though. You should... Why you got $6,000 rings when you're in an apartment? Like, you, know you should saying? be in a house. So... <laughs> They continue to bounce around Texas, staying in upscale homes and taking luxurious trips together, including a month in the Hamptons. I love the Hamptons. I worked in the Hamptons. Y'all know if this is podcast, I was Paul McCartney's server. Like, I, <laughs> I'm a Hamptons girl. So Daniel's relatives first became suspicious when a cousin received a call that he owed $17,000 in credit card charges to a company card, his company card. Okay, so I don't know if that's suspicious. I feel like if I get a phone call that, like, my cousin owes $17,000 to a company, I'd be like, that's not I'm aware. I'm not suspicious anymore. I'm not like, mm. yeah. I'm like, aha. Like, well, why are you calling me? Right. Because why am I in it? Get somebody <laughs> else to do that. it. Yeah. None of my business. You're right. That's how you got to hang up phone calls sometimes. Sometimes things are none of y'all's business. I would think guys. that was a scam. They call and tell me about my people. <laughs> I'd be like, click. Right. Hang up immediately. So, unbeknownst to him, Daniel had gotten a hold of his company card and had taken out loans in his sister's name. So, I have to clarify. So, when I read this, I thought it was that the cousin was receiving a call saying that Daniel took the money. The cousin was receiving a call saying that his company, the cousin's company, was like, you took $17,000. And the cousin didn't know that Daniel had gotten a hold of his company card and taken out loans in his sister's name. Meanwhile, Daniel maintained his other personal connections by staying close with his high school buddies while claiming to be a New York real estate lawyer. He often mentioned that he was working on a trust fund for (laughs) asbestos victims and that KLS Media produced television commercials for law firms looking to recruit clients, claiming that a portion of any settlement money went to their advertising company. So he's saying now, KLS is where his mama worked, right? (laughs) He's like, yo... We got the mesothelioma commercials popping, the mebestos commercials popping. If you ever breathed in anything and got some cancers, we getting a cut. We getting a cut. Cut. So this is what he's boosting and boasting, right? And, like, if I think about it, if anybody told me that they were a lawyer, I would not check, and I wouldn't really know how to check. That's true. I wouldn't either. Like, my lawyer, I've been to her firm. But she could just be in there in an office suite. I don't know if she passed the bar. She did, I think. But how do you know? You never checked. If you you, I know you got an entertainment lawyer. Have did you ever ask where'd you go to school? Show me your diploma. No, no, no. But you just made me think. I two seconds. I fucking got scammed so hard. You, I just remembered. I was, I went to this broker company when I first moved to LA to get an apartment. And I remember this dude, his name is Kenneth, man. He walked me through, got my application, bam, bam, bam. Gave me the keys to somebody's house. I went, looked at the house and everything. Mm-hmm. Paid this dude's first month's rent and a deposit. And somebody was living there, yo. Yep. 
I don't know how he got the keys to that. It could have been a friend. When I went back to the office, everything was cleared out. Everything was gone. Damn, they they moved out? Everything was gone. Come to speak of it, Earl, Kenneth, you motherfucker. (laughs) I promise you. I remember how you look, you big bitch. I promise you. I'm, I'm, man, I'm telling you, it's me and you on site. Yo, it's me and Kenneth on site. Art. They did performance art to you. Not them cleaning out the whole office when you come back. It was out. It was out. It was a whole business. Like, I swear, like, now I'm getting angry. You see how I'm triggered? Yeah, scamming is a business. <laughs> it is a profession. Like, the people who do it, we call them serial entrepreneurs. They're, like, in a profession of crime. On site, like, Kenneth. If you think about the government, if you think about a lot of shit that's made up, it's all crime. Like, pharmaceutical companies, just because you call it pharmaceutical, now you can sell drugs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're a kingpin. You know? Yep. Now oh, you my can God. Be, now you can be Pablo Escobar because you call it Pfizer. Like, let's be so serious and for real. Like, you ain't never lying. Yep. Big facts. So, it, it's just a business. It's another business. So, and, and, and I love that this brought up a memory. We're having such a... A deep time and I love it funky so Daniel even proved that he had already had money by donating $40,000 to a university soccer team's mission trip to Africa as a favor Africa's really popping up here yeah lit Africa lit now I'm gonna start saying like for Africa to people cause like y'all are xenophobic and y'all think Africa ain't popping and it's popping as fuck over there to the point where they really don't want us coming over okay Ghana lit Nigeria lit Egypt mm-hmm. lit I could go on forever you know what I mean like it's lit and they and, and because of the white gays and National Geographic y'all think it's not but it's lit over there, over there. but I'm gonna start saying for Africa cause, so y'all, cause y'all dumb <laughs> I, might, I might go out there and get me a couple concubines listen <laughs> I would join up. I, less responsibility in relationship. I just want to be the one who has some vibes. I Yo. might be Polly. Because I'm like, I don't know if I have enough to give to be your full partner, but I can be <laughs> one of them. And Yo. then go watch, you know. You so lit. That's, that's what I be trying to tell people. I'm like, come on, man. This man, we can work. You don't understand how we can grow as a business <laughs> and a relationship if we could just all live in harmony. Fuck is a cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're a good one, like a hot cult leader who doesn't make us play volleyball or try to like do anything bad to us. I would join that cult. I love cult. It'll, it'll be fantastic. <laughs> I'm getting scammed now, guys. I'm, I'm <laughs> falling for bunky scams. So this generous gesture of the forty thousand dollars to Africa to the university convinced three former classmates to invest five figure sums into Daniel's funds. By 2014, Daniel and his mother had a nice house in Nashville, Tennessee, with three cars in the driveway and a landscaper. I know that's right. Oh, so Daniel offered this landscaper Justin Huffman a chance to invest in his obsessed his asbestos fund. And so Justin fronted $180,000 while his friends invested $155,000. Okay, so Justin, you got a great landscaping business going on because you got 100000 over 100000 in cash just on the ready to invest. That's fire. Why are you doing this? Why? Yeah. Well, you know. But you know what? He saw the house. He saw the house that he was landscaping when he was had them trimming them grasses. He was like, oh, they got a lot of grass to trim. Uh, maybe they got coins. Maybe I get Dan- it all. Man, look, Daniel's smart. Daniel out here turning people out. And I love it. He got, a, he got a mouthpiece. 
He does. He's he's charismatic, okay? A lot of scammers are. So months went by without any updates. But when Daniel felt they were getting nervous, he invited them to what he claimed to be his house in the Hamptons. So he's like, come down, come to my house in the Hamptons because I know y'all get scared, so I got to show y'all I'm rich again so y'all don't <laughs> get too nervous. So the group traveled to the house party by helicopter, very secession, watched horses being auctioned off and took a limo to a Trump complex where Daniel claimed to have an apartment. Not Trump. He's always involved in scams. Um. So Justin found his money never actually was invested through like through authorities. When Daniel was caught forging his sister's signature on a multi-million dollar insurance plan to protect his estate. So when he forged his sister's signature, which he'd been robbing his sister all day. Remember <laughs> earlier, he was like taking out cards in his sister's name, like damn. That poor sister. She 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 just she just she's just getting a bar she's just getting a butt of everything. She just asked out. Right. She what she do? I'm sure she's probably the eldest too. This is some little this is some little sibling shit. That's what y'all do, little siblings. Y'all play yeah. us. And how she ain't got like that security lock on her no more. Didn't she know she got scammed the first time? Right. Like, what's happening? Be... All right. So Justin spent the next several weeks tracking down Daniel. And he kept moving. Daniel kept, he was on the move. Daniel was like, bus, plane, another club, bus. Hotel, house, Hotel, passport, house. different license. Uh, babes, we're on the move. So Justin, though, the landscaper, he was like, listen, if there's grass there, I will find you. He went full <laughs> Liam Neeson. Okay? He's like, y'all got sod? Bitch, I'll be there. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't messing around with his paper. Any place that needs fertilizer, bitch. Hello. By this, because by this time, he, Justin knows, right? Yeah, no, because Justin found out through the authorities when Daniel was scamming his sister. And the authorities were like, Daniel's scamming his sister. And Justin was like, oh, where, where my $180,000? And right. so then he went on the hunt. He went full bouncy hunter, you know? Right, right, right. So this is Justin. Justin even cut a hole in the bottom of a moving truck, planted a phone with a GPS tracking to try to get Daniel, to try to follow him. So Justin followed the truck 120 miles through Arkansas into Texas, but was stopped at the gate of the housing complex. Another one of Justin's friends who invested $100,000 organized his own stakeouts in Austin. And this is a quote from the friend. It says, I sent one of my boys who was a bounty hunter slash lunatic to watch. I know that's right. You need a little, little, listen. A bounty hunter. He sent one of his goons from the street. He don't. A goon. <laughs> he was like, we in a gang. Well, we don't need to talk about that right now. But I did send some shooters to pick his ass up. My, my hitters, my hitters. Right. He was like, they spinning the block. Hella time. They spinning it till they dizzy. Mr. Krabs meme spinning the block. Like, we're gonna find you. I love it. So they eventually filed charges, which led to Daniel's indictment. And we have a photo of Daniel's mugshot popping up right here. So Daniel was indicted for two felony thefts, but but the reimbursement checks Daniel sent to Justin and his friends bounced. So he was indicted for like... (laughs) theft but then he was like i got y'all i'm gonna write y'all a check real quick and then um and then they're like daniel why why are you speeding away daniel why are you burning rubber because the checks weren't good and now we're looking at daniel he doesn't look like he did before he's looking more of a criminal now that hairline is still running daniel been running but that hairline been running harder yes 
Poor Daniel. You know what? Daniel wrote the movie Catch Me If You Can. He wrote that because I, I, he, he got away with a lot of stuff. And he, over, over how many years has this been? This has been so. This this happened in 2015, and he did all started, this in one year. Oh, well, we started in 2010, so it's been five years. Not bad, Daniel. Not bad. Damn, Daniel. We we're, we're into it. We like it. Okay, so Daniel was arrested in Nashville in 2015, sentenced to six year, six years, suspended jail sentence, and put on probation. So six years as a suspended jail sentence means that he was given six years, and they were like, "Oh no, you white, you don't got to go to jail, just do some probation." So the privilege, the privilege, truly, because that's what the, an that's, honor. We know the carceral system is the modern slavery. They're like, let's lock up as many black and brown people as we can, have them making license plates and hand sanitizer and put for five cents on the, you know, day. Like, well, we're in 2023. Is Daniel still alive? Because if I find out you scammed me for all that money and they put your ass back out on the street, I'm going to get my bounty hunter slash. <laughs> Punky gonna find you. Punky is gonna. I'm find not saying you. I ain't saying we gonna do nothing illegal, illegal. But I'm saying some torture is gonna have to take place. Listen, Punky cousins gonna pull up. Like somebody <laughs> pulling up. I got cousins who got like one strike. You get three. Like you gotta have some shooters on your team. <laughs> Come on, man. They put your ass back on the street. It's me and we you pulling up. It's sure. on site. So three months later, he sent his first grinder message to a 24-year-old Nashville resident named Brian. So now we're getting into the the love of it all. Your, oh God. your specialty. Oh God. So I'm gonna need I'm gonna need your I'm gonna need your commentary here because this is so so Daniel, where right. Love Thang comes in. Love Thang comes in your podcast. You're gonna know. So Brian met Daniel for dinner after chatting online and was immediately charmed because obviously he's a charming motherfucker. Over the next year, the two talked every day and Daniel coached Brian on how to come out of his or how to come out to his family. Even after they begun, like their whole relationship like started mostly platonic. But he was like, babes, you got to come out of the closet. You got to live your truth. Um, Rainbow flag. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, how do you feel about somebody coaching someone to come out of the closet? Because for me personally, I was outed. Um, I did a podcast and then a magazine picked it up and then my family saw it. And and my family is such like there's such main characters that it wasn't a bad experience of like, oh, you're bisexual. Like we (laughs) condemn this by God. It was like. Why didn't you tell us? Why did we find out on the internet? You don't trust us. You don't love us. What happened? Where are the queens and kings? And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, well, first of all, that's great for your family to be like that. Number one. No, Not everybody's is. family. It was, yeah, I know. That's, and I'm black, you know. so I know. But but it was funny because I was like, y'all mad because y'all didn't know first? Like, y'all not. <laughs> yeah. And you know how families, they like to be in our business. Right. It's like my yearn. But, I don't, I, okay, I wouldn't necessarily say coach somebody because if I was dealing with somebody for a year, I'd be like, so what? So you know, what's up? Like, you would you you embarrassed of us? Like, I'm tired of playing these games. Like, right. either come out or break up. Right, because the hiding shit is. What are Why we are we doing? doing this? Some people find it fun. 
some people want to feel like they converted someone and you know in in our community on that side too the girls especially the studs love to get a so-called straight girl caught up in mess I'm a, <laughs> like, I'm you're a, making so I'm guilty mess. I wish you could see Bucky I'm guilty I always I don't never mess with gay girls I don't even like gay girls it's no challenge. <laughs> They'd be the bi ones for me. The straight ones. That's why dudes always be like, why, you know, they'll be like, why you don't act like mad when we flirt with you? I'd be like, because I'd be catching my game from y'all. Because everything y'all tell me, that's what I'd be telling the straight bitch. <laughs> oh no, you're a menace. Funk- Jessica, you're a menace. Tell me, tell me, come on over here and flirt with me. I get the game. I go tell it to them. No, it works. I'm, I'm over here stroking my hair. You're not gonna ruin my life. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I learn everything. I learn. I learn everything from these guys, man. These guys, <laughs> to, to get the straight girls, easy. But are, but were they straight in the first place? Is the point? Sexuality exactly. is a spectrum, and so you don't. It's people all walks of life who could take me down. And I'm like, mm, yep, I'm here for it. I don't know what you got going on, but I'm here for it. Like, I'm honestly pansexual, but uh, because I was out at the studios all ran with bi and I just let mm-hmm. them. But, it, like, it's people for me. Like, I'm like, oh, who are That's you? That's what I'm about to say. Like, you like that. You like energy, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm so I do, big on that. I like energy. I'm attracted to guys, but I just don't like them in me. That's that's the that's where we... <laughs> You well, know what? Draw the line. Good for you. Don't don't go back. Don't ever go there again. It's it's a it's a rough space. I I think yeah. I'm gonna say bye to the bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. I don't want to be in anymore. a category of got my back broke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to be in that. Cause you're trying to break the backs. You do the bending. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Tyler Perry quote. If you know Jenny Jackson, <laughs> so you just doing the bending. Okay, okay. This water almost it. went all over the computer screen. <laughs> So in March of 2017, Daniel convinced Brian to invest $10,000 into the asbestos trust fund. He really running with this asbestos. These commercials come on at 3 a.m. He's like, sign <laughs> up. You got a little tickle in your throat, babes. It's asbestos. Let's Get go. Involved. So all Daniel needed for the required paperwork was Brian's social security number and additional personal information sent to KLS CFO Andrew Lehman. So a few weeks later, Goldman Sachs called Brian inquiring about a line of credit he opened in his name. But Daniel said not to worry, and Andrew was fixing it. So Goldman Sachs calls Brian, the Boothang Brian friend Boothang, and is like, hey, uh, it's a new line of credit happening. And then Brian calls Daniel and is like, hey, they said somebody opened a card in my name, and Daniel was like, don't worry about that, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm gonna fix it. Don't worry about that. Man, you need to look, walk by faith, not by sight. Like, don't worry about the sight of the paperwork. Like, this scares me right here. So, meanwhile, me. Brian noticed his credit score dropped a hundred points. And okay, Credit Karma sponsor the show. And alert. <laughs> And found out he had $42,000 in charges linked to an unfamiliar Navy Federal Credit Union account. So Daniel opened up cards under Brian's name everywhere. He said, I am you. You are me. And I'm going to put you in debt. Daniel is just making, first of all, this is making me be like, you know what? (sighs) 
background check on all these bitches. I that no falling in love until I get the paperwork. I this is scary, yo. And how? What is who is these (laughs) banks? So stressed. I am because how you open up an account at a bank? Don't they need your ID? He had the ID and the social security. But he don't. Does he look like Brian? Let's go back to all people white apart. people look the same. <laughs> same page. Jinx. <laughs> Yo, Brian is just wild. I mean, Daniel is wild, bro. Like background bro. checks on all you bitches. All you, all you. I'm running you through Google, and I'm going to the at least the tenth O on Google. Okay, we're not stopping at the first. Like no, I need nah. to know. So despite Brian's reservations, their business developments continued and they even roped in their first client, a Dallas car mogul. Okay. A, a car salesman. Sure. Wait, 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 wait. So I, I think I'm getting confused. So they looped in who? So they, so despite Brian's reservations, because Brian has gotten a call from Goldman Sachs that said, hey, right. they opened up a line of credit. Also, you have $42,000 with Navy Federal. Is that you, girl? Is this you? Even through that, because of the social contract, I truly believe Brian was like, this is my homie. I've known him for a year. So that time investment that the, that Daniel did as a scammer is also weighing in on his mind. He continues to work with Daniel. So they rope in a car mogul in Dallas. So eventually, Brian discovered Daniel had spent $78,000 in his name, in Brian's name, when Navy Federal investigators came to collect and played authorization calls with Daniel's voice pretending to be Brian. So the Navy Federal pulled up and was like, we need our 78K. And Brian was like, girl, what are you talking about? And then they played the voice messages where Daniel was like, hey, it's me, Brian. Definitely not Daniel. Anyways, <laughs> can I have $78,000? Like... He was running game on him. Shortly after, without being confronted, Daniel reached out to Brian to try to convince him he was moving to Los Angeles for another venture. Meanwhile, Daniel actually moved to New York. And then we have a quote. It says, regardless of what I'm advised, I love you and will do whatever I can to wrap this up amicably. So this is Daniel being like, oh, babes, I'm moving to L.A. (laughs) JK, I'm moving to New York. I can't. I know you're going to tell the feds. But like, (laughs) up amicably because we're besties because we've been besties for a year and also like preyed on his insecurity as someone who's queer who feels a pressure like I never I'm very lucky I know my family and I know that they was gonna stand beside me and my sister Mm. is gayer than me like (laughs) it might be genetics but she she's a gold star lesbian and is gayer than me oh big ups to her gold star (laughs) She's Gen Z and a gold star lesbian. And my family has always been like, okay, this who you are. They'll get in their bag about like, tell us first because we're family. Like, but they don't give a shit about what we (laughs) want to do with our lives. Like, so I get having a situation where I don't get it fully experiencing it, but I get it where it's not as welcoming as mine, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something that you can prey upon. You can prey upon the fact that someone loves people in their life, but they're so afraid that if they tell them who they really are, that they will leave them. And he preyed on that. 
and was doing all that. Come out, girl. Get out that closet. Open up that door. Tim Gunn, pet, uh, you know, Project Runway out the closet. Like, he was praying on that. So, but in truth, it was a part of the scam. It was a vulnerability. It was all a part of the scam. But they was together, right? And cause I, don't, I ain't seen nothing about them being together yet. Because I thought, oh, okay. Because I'm about to say. I was about to say something about Daniel. All right. No, go ahead and say something though. I want to know what you were gonna say though. Well, I was I was about to say because Brian just sounds so naive, and I'm like, there ain't that much naiveness in the world. If I find out about all of these this money stuff, I'm my res- if my reservations are sky high, I got I got to run low low. I can't. I'm I'm sitting up here like Daniel must got Not that go three thousand sky high. I got to run low low. Nah nah, under the radar. <laughs> Daniel must got that go go three thousand because you ain't. Something. That's the only thing that's gonna keep me there. <laughs> the bussy busting. Oh God, y'all gonna kill me. Anyway, but so closing in at the time, Daniel was scamming his living boyfriend Max. So Daniel was with somebody else. Daniel was with Max, scamming Max. Max wanted to be an actor, so Daniel gave him a strict workout regimen while offering Max connections and quotes to begin his career. Soon, Max was signing a contract for Anna Pure. Oh, Anna Purna? Is that it? An Anna Purna film and receiving letters from Disney. So he knows how to prey on people's weaknesses. One of y'all want to be an actor. One of y'all want to be a fully actualized human being with your sexuality not being an issue. He knows how to find the thing that is, you know, and he exploits it. And that's what some people will do. So... It was around this time that Daniel stole Max's social security number and began acting strangely, such as refusing to fly anywhere and talking on the phone for hours on end with his mother. Look, his mom is in this scam. She's a supportive mother. I have a supportive mother. I love it. I'm not mad. She wrote the book. Daniel and Max moved into a Williamsburg apartment in Brooklyn together in November of 2017, with Max still under the impression that he was to star in this Annapurna movie. Soon after, Daniel opened their relationship and met Casey Holiday on Grinder. The case. <laughs> we gotta have an open. We gotta have an oh, open. Oh, God. So Casey worked for the Northside Media Group, and Daniel used their growing relationship to find out everything he could about the struggling media group. So he's like, oh, you my homies, new boo, and we in a poly, tell me about you. And you could do that under the guise of like, I just need to be sure that this is right or safe because we're all fucking and and they're going to tell you everything. Right, right, right. So Casey worked for Northside Media Group, right? Eventually, Daniel found himself in front of the company's co-founder, Danny Stedman, who was desperate for investors. And we'll refer to Danny by his last name, Stedman, for clarity, because Daniel and Danny, right? So we're going to call him Stedman. So Daniel got closer to Stedman, and eventually a signing party was scheduled where Daniel was to sign the final paperwork cementing his investment position as CEO. But Daniel never showed up. Turns out, the morning he was met Stedman, Tennessee authorities finally tracked Daniel down in Williamsburg, and he was arrested and extradited to Tennessee after a months-long manhunt. He got picked up. I I can't. In the middle of a scam. He was doing another big one. It got picked up. Stedman got touched by an angel. That's a Stedman, but... Listen. I'm still... Touched by an angel. Wait, who was that beautiful black lady who was in Touched by an Angel? 
Oh Lord, I ain't seen that shit in years. I don't know. I don't remember. But but I know you Southern because like Touched by an Angel was my grandma's bag. We was watching it. We was, it was all long, long. That was by long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so they took oh. him to the clink. Damn, these mugshots are giving a progression because he's down bad. Like every mugshot is worse than the first. Like Yeah. He going down. It's it's like Dale, you're not living good no more. You was living good before, and now the manic like the beard was manicured. Like now it's not. The hairline been running away to freedom, but it's even further. We're like been slipping to the north now. <laughs> you know what, Daniel? He just tired of lying. That's all. Look at him. That's what it is. he was like. I I can't do this no more. like us. We were like, this is my passion. Like scammers, that's their passion. Lying, scheming, and but sometimes it gets overwhelming. You're like oh, tired. So much lying. Tired. So much he tired. I'm still stuck. This is another thing. You gotta keep your soul. Who is out here with their social security card just in a frame on a wall? How does he get the how do we, how does he keep getting them? He keep getting them. Like infinity stones. He collects them like Thanos. He gonna get your social. First three digits. Was it nine digits long? We get them four and we get them other four. Like, I love it. So Damn. Four, four, and three is not nine, but no, it's we're three, not... four. It's... Wait, it's it's four, five, six. No, yes, it's, so it's first three, then <laughs> two, and then four. four. That's what it yeah. is. I had to recount my social to myself <laughs> to figure Bruh. it out. So he left behind when he got pulled up to the clink. Daniel again. He left behind two ex boyfriends, more than fifty thousand dollars in back rent for his Williamsburg apartment and $11,000 for his Austin apartment. That's all $61,000 in back rent. I, y'all white, because if I had my rents on auto pay, which is crazy. And the <laughs> auto pay from the building shut off when I was in Maui for my birthday, they gonna call me the day after his dude talking about some, Oh, where where's your rent? Where's your da da da? I was like, nigga. First of all, I'm in Maui. Second of all, <laughs> I'm on auto pay. So if y'all need to re up your auto pay, that's on you. But you're calling me immediately, like they would have started moving my couch out the damn place. <laughs> they, they, like I don't get no sixty one thousand worth of back rent. Like they they like Negro. You didn't pay. It's the second. We'll kill you. Like we don't get these opportunities. Nah, they hard up. They hard up. Right. So Daniel pleaded guilty to charges of theft and fraud, earning him two consecutive five-year sentences in addition to facing six to ten years in prison for other charges. So Daniel is uh, up under the jail. Finally. Ah. I, and you know who I blame? Who? Them people. Them people. Okay, but... So I blame... No, not no, not them people. I'm sorry. New Orleans slang. Them people is the popo. Oh, <laughs> I love it. You know we they call it the gang. I'm like, if oh. I see a lot of cop cars, I'm like, oh, the gang is out tonight. Like, oh, gang. okay, because some other people call it twelve. Oh yeah, we call it twelve too. Fuck twelve. Yeah, we call them them people. I blame them because if they would have, you know, made him suffer the consequences before. Okay, maybe but he from thought your about it. from your love thing podcast opinion, with with let's just talk about Brian. Obviously, there was some ties there. And there was some flirtation, even though he wasn't with him. Like, have you ever experienced, or do you have any advice for people who experience? Like, I've met people like this, and I'm learning. Like, 
I never think anyone's flirting with me ever. There's been so many times in my life where people were with me and they were like, that person was flirting with you. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I didn't get it. Right. No, I'm done. Right. I'm like a little dumb baby. I'm like, you got to say it. You got to say I'm flirting with you. Yeah, you got to say, I yeah. want you. Oh, you got to touch your titty or something. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, girl, you like me. You touch my titty. <laughs> But like, yeah, something overt. And and this feels like maybe Daniel was flirting with Brian, knowing he's closeted. And I feel like when you're closeted, you have limited options. Like, mm-hmm. it's not... Because you're not out here, right? So it's like, whoever's going to, like, touch my hand a lot at, at church service. So, you know, yeah. it's like whatever options you have in the immediate space. Do you think that Daniel was exploiting... Brian, based on that, like, what's your love thing opinion? Oh, well, absolutely. I think he was definitely, he was grooming, I guess you should say. That's the word that I'm looking for. I do think we have to watch out for these groomers, though, too. You know what I'm saying? Because, but also, it was kind of hard to tell. It was a disguise because in return, he was also doing a lot. Like, he, you know, so it all looked full circle. It just all looked whole. That's true. That's 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 just a tough one, man. But that's what I'm saying. Like, as soon as you see that first red flag, and that wasn't a little red flag. That was a Mm-mm. big fucking red flag. It was fraud. It was a fraud <laughs> flag. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't no temper tantrum over a Coca-Cola. And, you know, a check. This was somebody stole your identity, red flag, and you still went for it. So that that's just, just I, first red flag. <laughs> we need to address it. And don't skip it. That's one thing about it. We can't just be sweeping red flags under the rug. No, once there's one, you only need one red flag, y'all. Like, it hurts to walk away because, especially when you're young, if you're young listening to this podcast, like, it it hurts to walk away from things because you're wondering what it could have been. But when you get older, and some we all have to run it, like, just like how Punky was doing three-card Monty, we all have to run into a scam sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing. I ran into three-card Monty, too. So, like, we all have to run into a scam to see what it's like. But then when you get older, you realize, like, I know what's behind door number three, and I'm not opening it. Like, I'm going to keep walking. Like, I'm Gucci. Uh-uh. And, like, if you listen to this and you young, like, listen, I'm from the South. And my grandmother always said something like, don't pay for wisdom that someone already bought. Right. Yes. Which, which means, like, if if you get some wisdom, just lean on that and don't go through the door number three yourself because you yeah. don't need to. Somebody already did it and they're telling you what's on the other side and just don't do it. Don't do it. So I, I, I think that's my take on it. You see them red flags? You get out of there. Get the fuck out. This ain't the Grand Prix. This ain't NASCAR. I, I, one flag is enough. We're leaving. We, we are out of there. So we're going to wrap up the podcast, the saddest part of the show, where I have to let Punky go. But before we do, Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight a charlatan who's maybe worthy of our praise, maybe not. This week we're talking about Bobby Crosby of Port Orange, Florida. Florida is always given the gifts. Bobby has been arrested after being accused of running scams involving persuading victims that he was a family member and needed money or gift cards to be sent through the mail. I told y'all about gift cards. Listen, I buy gift cards when I'm on a show and we rap in. I'm giving them to my makeup people and my hair people or whatever. But, like, if someone tells you to buy a gift card, run. Like, why are we doing that? No. Uh -uh. 
So Bobby, 81, claims that little of the money actually went to him. And he was actually acting on behalf of a woman he had met through an online dating site. Ooh, okay. I don't know, Bobby. Maybe we on your side. Oh, Bobby. Ooh, Lord, Bobby. Bobby looked like Bobby. <laughs> oh, my God. Judas, we know this is Bobby. This is, okay. I'm on his side now. I really think he might have been bamboozled by a woman. Bobby, why he got Bobby? No, he can't see with them glasses on. And Bobby, it's are over you for smiling? Bobby. Are you grimacing? What is what is the face giving in this? Bobby looked like he didn't have no mouth, and then they just like took a knife and like claymation cut a mouth open for him for this photo. Like, what is happening, Bobby? Well, you know, Bobby looked cheesy as hell. Oh, Bobby. Okay, let's see if I'm going to stay on your side. So authorities believe that Bobby deposited most of the money into his bank account and then sent it to several Bitcoin accounts. Oh, wow. That his online pen pile, his online, excuse me, that his online pen pal provided him. So it seems like he could have got scammed because the money that he got, he was sending it right away to whoever this online bad bitch is. I wish that I had energy. <laughs> To be an online bad bitch you know how much money you can make just by talking to people mm. i don't have the energy i wish i did because like you don't even have to leave your house talk about work from home i'm about to be one punky get your online bad bitch on because listen i'm looking anybody... at my feet right now i, I ain't got no bad Ooh. feet oh i bet you got good feet oh my god <laughs> i got real good feet I'm I, know at my... I need to put these toes to work listen i <laughs> They got a okay. lot of men that like feet. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal myself. Um <laughs> And these all 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 lesbians. Cause I I'm like put them on the glass. <laughs> the ones that's Bobby Edge. Ooh, I know. <laughs> they like I, feet too. I'm mad that I'm like thinking about what your feet look like and I feel like I have to do it. Like, no, why would you do I'm this not... to me? I know they're good. I know they're good. I know they you, are. You, you, you know, ten dollars. <laughs> Look, what I don't have in feet, I make up with in personality. Hey. And my wiki feet is good because it's because I've inflated it. I was like, y'all go over there and give me five stars. Then <laughs> <laughs> do it. Because I told you earlier, my feet look like I've been playing in glass. I got country feet. Like, I get a manicure and a pedicure, but like. It's all right. So, what, so what's keep... your feet? So what's your feet look like they could climb walls? It's fine. <laughs> Like you can just go up to a wall and just walk up that bit. It's fine. <laughs> I haven't seen her feet, by the way. I'm just going off what she said, people. <laughs> Not walk up a wall. I hate you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, Lord Jesus. Um. Okay. I'm gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this. <laughs> Sorry, I swear. No. It's. Oh my god. So um. Authorities said that Bobby was depositing this money, but then he was sending it out to Bitcoin accounts and shit, right? So when confronted, Bobby allegedly asked for the addresses of several of his victims so he could return the money. So he was like, I'll give it back. I'll give it back. And that kind of like, I, I don't know why. I'm up like, oh. That picture of Bobby, it's a little bit of a jump scare when y'all see it, but I really think Bobby was a victim. I don't know what, it, it's something about his face. He was giving like, should I, it's a mugshot. He had never been mugshotted before. Should I smile? Oh, should I not smile? It, oh, it, I just, Bobby. oh, Bobby. So though Bobby kept a modest fee in quotes, it's likely he was targeted by scamming Bitcoin investors based in Nigeria. Omonanja, yes, back to Nigeria. Back my, to that. 
scamming capital of the world. Okay, we got Nigeria, we got Brooklyn, we got Atlanta. We Taking got... money from the motherland. Come on now. And honestly, it's a scamming because all of Africa got scammed, the whole continent. So like, get y'all back. Get y'all look back. Get y'all look back. So over the course of two years, Bobby had transferred more than $634,000 to the woman he believed was going to send him her inheritance and moved in with him once she had paid government fees. So he was like, I'm about to get a wife. I'm paying for a bad bitch from Nigeria because the bitches in Nigeria be bad. Like, come on now. Homegrown booties. Mm -hmm. Like, come on now. Like the melanin. <laughs> I love being a now. woman from Nigeria. Ooh. Okay, almost. They could cook, have. they could clean, loyal. Come so, on now. You no, know, like, let's do it. I'm into it. I understand why you gave them almost a million dollars because I would too. Like, I hear you. So he currently faces a charge of organized scheme to defraud and has he's been held on $50,000 bond. Okay, I gotta say, Bobby, I feel for you because I really think I he was too. like, I'm getting a bad bitch from Nigeria and that's all you were thinking about. Yeah, and we, it, you know, some of us we do we do anything for love. I, I think we need to let Bobby go. Yeah, let free Bobby, free Bobby. I yeah. actually drove past a sign. I wish I took a picture of that said it was a billboard, but like a tiny billboard in LA that said "Free Rio," and it was like "Free Rio, Free Rio, Free Rio," just like that over and over again. And I was like, man, that's how you know you got people on your team. They they getting little billboards to free you. This is beyond a T-shirt. I mean, not 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 now. It don't even matter what Rio did. <laughs> I don't want to know. If I, if I see that, him. get Rio him. out of there. I feel for Bobby, though. I do, too. Also, if people care that much about you to get a little billboard, free them. They doing yeah. enough good in the world. Cause I think Because so. when people need to be locked up, we're not saying free them. <laughs> like, we like, I hope they like, get out or rehabilitated, but, like, it seems like good to... But, Bobby, I hope you get free, and I'm so sorry that this happened to you because I have a, a distinct feeling, and I know you have that Love Thang podcast feeling that he was roped into this shit by the woman that he was... Woman, because it could have been a man. Nigeria, they'll just... Yes. They'll, you know... And listen, if anybody who knows how to hook a man, it's another man. Like another cis man, straight man, like they know how to hook each other. You just said earlier that you learned that from them. Facts. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if this Nigerian woman, in quotes, was a man behind a computer getting the bag. Facts. So free Bobby and free get him. that other motherfucker. Get them. They know they're not gonna get them though. But nah. like, what is prison time? Taxpayer dollars? Like he he said he would pay it off. He said he would pay it back. Like just let's pay it back. Bobby not going to jail. He white. I'm like Bobby. You got six hundred k to give a bad bitch that you've never met. You got it. Mm mm. Bobby good. I'm about to be in Nigeria saying that I I, I will marry you and be your bride. I'm, yeah, I'm about it. to tell you. I need me a Bobby. Listen, Bobby. When I you can get finesse out, it. Call I can finesse it over the phone too, Bobby. Come here, Bobby. Bobby, we can do listen. FaceTime. You know, Bobby, when you get out, they got the iPhone 14 right now, but they might have the 15 to 16. When you get out, like we gonna have HD FaceTiming. Yeah, and and I'll throw in a lap dance, Bobby. <laughs> but that's it. Not for a little razzle dazzle. <laughs> just, just that's it, Bobby. Right, I'm worth it. <laughs> you are. All right, y'all. <laughs> That brings us to the end of an amazing episode. Punky, we always ask everyone on our podcast, where would you like to be found? Your socials, anything you want to plug, anything coming up? 
anything where you'd like to be found? On every social, you just find me at Punky Johnson on everything. P-U-N-K-I-E, not Y. Um, if you go to all my bios, you'll see I'm I'm on tour. I got 42 more shows left. 42? 42 and counting. I might yes. add some more. I'm trying to get my special together. I mean, we going everywhere. We going everywhere. Just link yes. it by you and check it out. Pull up. Thank you Pull so up. much for being here. As always, y'all can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all social media platforms for my personal shenanigans. If you want to see these photos, if you want to see Bobby, oh, poor Bobby. If you want to see poor Bobby and everybody else, Scam Goddess Pod on Instagram. If you want to talk to me, Scam Goddess Pod on Twitter. And uh, Congregation. Stay. Stay. Stay, Bob- stay Bobbying. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. And our audio engineer is Sam Keeper. Research for the show is done by Caitlin Brandt. Stay scamin'.